0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John chapter 21. Glory to you, o Lord. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. He showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but his disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it. Now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only a hundred yards off. And when they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead the gospel of the lord praise to you o christ you may be seated let us pray almighty god we thank you for the gift of your grace that calls us into your kingdom we see the example of fish and we know that it is grace abundant Let that be our gift to the world. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Still Easter, isn't it? It's still here. We need to keep that in mind, that the resurrection is front and center. Death has met its match. And the question then becomes, what do we do now? What's the result of resurrection? Peter didn't know what to do. So he said, I'm going fishing. He's going back to what he knew, something normal. But Jesus didn't Have that in mind. He had work for Peter to do. So he renewed Peter, and he commissioned him again. If we read a little farther, it would have been the story of the sheep. Feed my sheep. And so the question then is, what does this story mean for us? So the answer is, we are to be fishermen, verses 1 to 14. We are to be shepherds, verses 15 to 19. And that means the first part of the story is we are to be reaching out in mission to touch all people. And, like sheep, we are to be growing and nurturing within the community. I've tried fishing when I was younger, and then I just plain gave up. The only thing I ever caught, we think, was a turtle, because it just kept swimming with my line until it decided to leave, and then it broke it. I've never caught a fish. So I hear this story. A hundred and fifty-three fish caught in a net. I don't know about you, but that sounds like an awful lot of fish. Even if it was commercial fishing. A lot of fish. It's there to tell us about the abundance of God. So we look at the story, and we ask When or what is happening so that the disciples understand that it's Jesus? They fished all night. There's some wordplay going on there night and day. No fish at night. Day, there are fish so the lack is transformed into abundance. When despair is turned into hope, because the disciples didn't know what to do yet. When abandonment, the death of Christ, is replaced with the relationship. 153 fish... It's crazy. But it shows us love. The whole gospel of John is about grace. It starts out in John 1, 16, grace upon grace. But the word grace doesn't appear again other than in that prologue. Why? Why doesn't John use the word grace? Because John tells us by touch and by taste and by smell and by seeing and by hearing what grace is. All those stories, right? 153 fish cooking on the shore. Eating bread. This is the fourth resurrection story. The text says it's the third one. They didn't count Mary. Grace upon grace. That's the point. That's the point of fish, that grace cannot be limited. Not to just the incarnation, the birth of Christ. Not to just the crucifixion. Not to just the tomb. Not to just resurrection. But the whole story is about abundance. The text goes on a little farther. And it's often called the forgiveness of Peter, feed my sheep. But there is no forgiveness needed. The word is not there. But there is something else. It's identity. Peter's identity. Peter as disciple. Peter... Take up your cross and follow me. Peter, have another invitation. Come and see the presence of Christ. Peter didn't get it when Christ was gone, and so he denied. But there's a promise there. Grace is beyond our imagination. Grace beyond how we calculate grace. Grace beyond scripture. And so we look at the stories in John. Grace upon grace. A lot of fish. A lot of wine at Cana. A lot of hope when hope was gone. A lot of fulfillment when you wonder what you are doing. A vision of the future when you think there is no future. Living water when you're at the well. When you doubt that grace is true, grace comes through. And it's for you. We all need it. We desperately need grace, all of us, so that we can understand the resurrection beyond the tomb. Because Jesus will be there for us on the shore, cooking fish, providing bread. Why? Because he loves the world. Peter doesn't receive the words of forgiveness. The question is, who are you, Peter? Do you remember the line? Aren't you one of his disciples? They said around the fire. And Peter's response, I am not. Peter and Jesus talk. And he asked him, Who are you? Three times, feed my sheep. Changing the I am not to an I am. Denying our identity happens too often. We deny because we are worried that we won't meet expectations. We deny because we're afraid to disappoint. We deny, fearing we will be judged, rejected for making that truth statement. We deny because we are afraid that we will not be loved for whom we really are. And so we want to play it safe. And it's true, not everyone deserves the truth that we hold. Not everyone can be trusted with that truth. We do that with people we know. And therefore we do it with Christ. It's hard to hear the words that you are all a good shepherd. We don't want to be a good shepherd. We can't believe that Jesus would give us that title. And so Jesus shows up on the shore. He gives a meal again and again. And he says, you are my disciple." go into the world. We hear that and we say, I can't do that. That's something for the pastor to do. Except outreach doesn't happen through the pastor very often. Ninety-plus percent of all evangelism is done by lay people, inviting friends to come to church, come to faith. And so we deny. And we look at Peter. Can you think of anyone else who has a more right to deny Jesus? He boasted that he would never desert That he would die before doing anything else. And yet, Peter denied him three times. And yet, Peter looked into the tomb and then walked away. You ever wonder why he just walked away? One smart answer was, "Uh uh-oh, Jesus is alive. What is my relationship with Christ now? And that relationship was restored. suspicion